Hello, everyone, and welcome to Back Then, the show that will look at American history through the eyes of Beulah Boyles. Beulah Boyles was born in 1934 and has experienced life through nine decades of history. She has experienced the aftermath of the Great Depression and World War II, as well as having lived through the Cold War, the Vietnam War, JFK assassination, and many other historical events. This miniseries will use her wealth of knowledge to explore life back then. I'm Dawson Shahan, and today we're interviewing Beulah Boyles about the aftermath of the Great Depression. So, Beulah. According to the Library of Congress, the Great Depression began in 1929 and ended in 1941. Obviously, you were only a little child during that time, so you probably don't remember what the economy was like. But do you remember anything your parents said or explained to you about the Depression? Did you even know there was a Depression? Yes, I did know that there was one because Mom and Dad did talk about it and how bad it was that no money... And, but we did have enough food, but it was not like today's. I mean, it was stuff that we had grew and, you know, and canned. We had canned goods that we relied on, but it was still bad, even when I was real little. So looking back, is there anything that your parents did that you know now was done to get through the Depression? Oh, yes. We would work more than one job if they could. They tilled farms. But even if they could get some outside work, like hauling hay or anything like that, they had to do about anything to, you know, to get through it because there was no money. So what kind of jobs did you say you, your parents did? Oh, they could help other farmers. You know, they did farm, but they could help other farmers, you know, get up hay or cultivate or whatever work they could get to get enough money to live on. Because the times were so bad. And you said you used to grow a lot of your food? Oh, and... yes. Because we, yes, we lived, was tenants and lived on the farm my father was. And so therefore that helped because we could get some of the food that we grew and can it. So that would help out too for them with the depression. Now, can canning, you said, so that that's something that not a lot of people do nowadays oh, no. so could so could you explain that a little bit oh yes canning you would get out go out and pick the peas or beans or tomatoes whatever vegetable you had then you bring them in clean them up and of course the peas that had to be hauled you know and then we would put them in a quart jar with water most of the time it was just with water tomatoes didn't get the water in there they was just the tomatoes themselves and the juice from them and then we put them in there and put them in a what they call a hot bath which is a pan of hot water that is boiling all the time and for about maybe seven to fifteen minutes and that jar would seal and then that will keep during the winter while you know we was you know, when things were so bad, you'd have something to eat, not only why it, while it was right on, but even after, you know, the winter come and it died off, you still had the canned goods that you could fall back on. So, so grocery store, you know, wasn't really an option back then. No, 
I mean, you had to go and get some things, you know, like salt and stuff like that. But it had to be an absolutely necessity before you would go shopping in those days for any big, big items. They was mostly at home because you grew your own animals and your pigs, your cows, and you had one slaughtered for the winter. And that's what you ate was the stuff, the chickens. We grew chickens, ducks, geese, and they would, and there's a goose season too. So therefore, that way you could go hunting and maybe, if you were lucky, get a deer or goose and we would pick them and clean them. And it's um, what we may do, but it was not like today where you can go to, you don't have to do that. You go to the store and just pick up your turkey or whatever. <laughs> That, that was actually another question I had oh, okay. later on. So since your family probably hunted for food quite a bit, what were the hunting laws like? And considering your situation, did you have any regard? Did your family have any regard? Oh, we that? did have regards. The, one of the best things that I like and I still do today is that you could not hunt on Sundays, which I like that. But nowadays I know you can in some cases. But we hunt deer and geese, like I say, ducks. Um, what else was there? And of course, that's about what we hunted uh, mostly. Rabbits, no, we did rabbits, squirrels. We all, we killed yeah. them and ate them and skinned them out and, and uh, get them. And then muskrats. People ate a lot of muskrats in them times too. So, so you, it wasn't like nowadays where it was more for fun. You you mostly hunted to oh, survive. We ate. We ate. Every, they ate everything. That's another thing that I liked. What you killed, you ate. You didn't, you know, sell it or just leave it lay and do it for fun. You done it for food, which is a good thing I think in those days. So Beulah, if my information is correct. Your parents were sharecroppers. Oh, yes, they were. And that means that they went, you know, they rented a farm from some guy and that owned it. And then they would share, they would do, work the crops and share the profit with him. Uh, they did all the work, though, the planting and everything else and the working of the ground. But then they would share it. And at the end of the year, when they sold them crops off, that's when they would make their money, the corn or whatever, soybeans, uh, what else did they grow? And of course, tomatoes. They grew tomatoes too, and then they had to have them picked. So that cost them some money too while they were doing that. But they, And then they can leave that farmer if they found a better deal and go to another. You know, that would pay them more. They would move from one farm to another. So, yeah, so I did hear that sharecroppers moved around a lot, so can you explain yes. more about that? Yes, because you rented it, the ground for a year. Now, he may have wanted to get somebody new, or you may have gotten a better deal somewhere else, or your house may have been better. So you moved for the furniture, too, because sometimes some homes were better than others that the sharecropper lived in because they furnished the home. And now you had to buy utilities, which wasn't that much because, you know, we burnt wood and we had the lamps. We did not have electric or we did not have to pay for heat. We just had to pay for the oil for the lamps. But 
So you did not grow up with any electric or heat? No, no. And it was amazing when we got our first radio. We got a house with electric in it and got our first radio. And we'd gather around every night to listen to the Lone Ranger and Tonto hmm. <laughs> as a family. And it was a lot of family time because that's what really basically we had was family. Wow. I, that's awesome. It sound, sounds like it really brought you guys together. Oh, it was. That's the reason I think to this day, I do think that's why we are so, so close. And I look at families now, and they are not that close. They have brothers and sisters, a lot of them, that they don't have anything to do with, or they're not really close, like, like the old-time family is what I call them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I guess that moving around brought you guys together. Oh, yes. As well. well, yes, because the whole family moved together. I mean, because the children had to work, too, in the fields. Pick tomatoes, cut corn, and put it in, in shocks. They call them shocks. And then you had to husk that corn out before you could sell it. There was no, no equipment for a sharecropper too much. We did have a cultivator that would cultivate the corn, but and then we did that with horses, not with a tractor. So, so how much time out of your day did that take doing all those chores? Oh, we've spent that was our day, other than when we went to school. That was our day, and we even had sometimes milk the cows in the morning before we went to school. Then hurry up, get ready, and go to school. And come home and do the same thing that evening. That was one of the big chores, you know. Corn was, husting that corn and cutting that corn was mostly done on weekends. when we had, Or when we had time off, that's when you would do that. Of course, in the, in the summertime is when you picked the tomatoes. We were off school, so therefore we had a lot of time and we did a lot of picking tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. So... According to the National Museum of American History, unemployment stayed above 15% throughout the 1930s. Do you know if this unemployment affected your family in any way, or did you know anyone who was affected by it? Well, a lot of them lost their jobs and had to live on, you know, whatever they could get. But the farmer, he, he was better in that because he had some food there that he had grown and all, and he did not work out. If the fellow worked out of the house at any kind of occupation, that's who I think it hit the hardest because they would lose their job. And unemployment, you know, not too much unemployment at that time, you know, if, if any, because there just wasn't there. And so they had to take any kind of job they could do you know, that they that we could find, that could find, and a lot of people couldn't, and they had to live on just what they could get. All right. So this next question is a bit lighthearted than the previous ones. Okay. All right. What was Christmas like when you were a kid? Oh, Christmas was the happiest time because during the year, you did not get gifts. You did not have gifts. You, once in a while... You would, if there was really a good movie, you might be able to get to go see it. But then you had to ride in the back of the truck to get there. And one time we rode in the back of the truck, and it, when we came out, it had snowed 
And we had to dust off. We had a blanket. We threw it over the back seat that we had in there. We had to dust this off to get to sit down and then cover up with the blanket to go <laughs> to go to go home. But um, anyway, uh, but Christmas itself, Christmas Day was a happy time because you got underwear, you got socks, color book, crayon, and a whole orange for yourself because usually you got a quarter of an orange when during the week if you or year if you ever got an orange you cut it in quarters and shared it with the family so that was one of our happiest times and mom sometimes would even make donuts can you believe that she would you can make a donut on top of the stove in a pan of oil and she used to mix them up and do that and use powdered sugar best thing oh it was a great time that was a great day. <laughs> it was Christmas time. And so you're not used to getting any of those things throughout the year, like oh, a whole orange or donuts or anything? No, 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 no. That was for Christmas. Donuts were for Christmas. And a whole orange was for Christmas, too, because you only got the quarter, if you got any, during the year. But it was, it was great. You appreciated what you did receive. We were tickled with it. Oh, yeah. It, so it sounds like it. <laughs> we were. Yeah. So, would you have considered yourself to be in poverty? And if so, was that normal for most families? That was normal for most families. And you really didn't even realize as a child that you were in poverty because you had enough to eat and you had heat and you had a home and you went to school. Yes, you did not have a lot of things that maybe other children had, but it didn't bother you and it never really, there was no conflict between, well, my dress is better than yours or my dress is prettier than yours because sometimes mom would take we would buy feed for the cows and they used to have it in material and mom would after that feed bag was empty we would wash them and she would cut out patterns and sew us dresses they would look as good we were tickled to death with those dresses because they were new to us nobody else had worn them and you got a lot of hand-me-downs but that was appreciated too nowadays it's different but at those days, I don't think you really, you didn't have that uh, where you wanted to be as well as the others. You were just glad to get what you got. That sounds nice. So you said your mom made you dresses? Oh, yes, mom and grandma, my grandma. She would take those old feed bags. And I've had my picture taken in bag in dresses that's been made from feed bags when she was young mom always bought our school picture couldn't afford it but we done without something else to get those school pictures and now years later we look back on that and we realize you know how great that was she thought enough of us children to do that with all the poverty that was around and even in our feedback dresses feed bag dresses and it was nice that hmm. was nice and they looked nice so so back then you even had a hard time getting school pictures oh yes uh, yes because that wasn't a necessity see and you when it's like that you 
just want necessities and but something like that that is important to the parents for their children growing up and for the children because they could share their pictures with the other groups of children that they go with and that was a big deal it might have been a little picture but they could go and share them and get pictures of the friends so that was yeah that was not a necessity well that sounds awesome all right thank you so much beulah i cannot wait for our next episode which will focus on life before modern day technology make sure to check that out guys and thank you so much for listening <laughs>